0: our of Januju where we expose how harmful ideologies become harmful policies. The first news item today is about funding abortions in the developing world. Less than 60 days after abortion was legalized in the Republic of Ireland, the Irish government decided that it's going to change its policies on funding abortions overseas. Mind you, most of the countries funded by Ireland are in the sub-Saharan African region. And in most of these countries, abortion is illegal or very much restricted. So exactly what is the Irish government planning? As we reported in our January episode, following last year's referendum in Ireland to repeal the Eighth Amendment, the Irish government was very, very quick to legalize and bring into place what is now known as one of the most liberal abortion regimes anywhere in the world. At the beginning of March, the Irish Times reported that the government had published a brand new policy paper entitled, A Better World. A Better World was launched by Leo Varadkar, the Taoiseach of Ireland, as well as his foreign minister, Simon Coveney. And what does it say? Access to health services, including access to comprehensive sexual and reproductive health services is fundamental for realizing sexual and reproductive health rights and transforming women's health outcomes. Now this better world policy paper also promises uh, a new initiative around sexual and reproductive health and rights. And it also goes ahead to say that it's going to prioritize gender equality. We know what these things are. We know that these are code words and these are birth terms that are used to mean abortion, contraception, population control by people in the western world who want to push uh, these horrible ideas and ideologies onto the developing world. As an African woman, I want to say it here and now that I find this new direction that the Irish government has taken shocking and I find it shameful. And to Leo Varadkar and all the people who are working for him and all the people who are supporting him in this new agenda, this is a horrific thing for you to do, but why are you using the Irish referendum to determine the direction of lives in Africa? After all, the Africans didn't get any vote in the Irish Referendum. But then they are using the Irish Referendum as a mandate to bring their agenda to the African people to impose abortion, contraception, population control that we didn't ask for and we didn't want, or most of the African countries are even opposed to abortion legally and culturally. And it's quite ironic, isn't it, that Ireland, a country that has suffered so much in history, has now become the ones who are subjecting others to cultural imperialism. You should be ashamed of yourself, Leo Varadkar. You should be ashamed of yourself for doing this to the African people. Now, going from the Republic of Ireland to the United Kingdom where the British government will be introducing a new regime of sex education in schools across England from September 2020. Now without being naive we already know that English schools are using inappropriate materials to teach children in schools about sex and relationships but this new rule is much more radical than what anybody has ever seen in this country. What is most worrying about this new government scheme is that lessons will Will be compulsory for every pupil in every school across the country. Now, this means that parents will lose their basic right to be able to withdraw their children should they have any objections to what is being taught in these lessons. And of course, it's already been made abundantly clear by the government that LGBT ideology will be given prominence within this new subject. In fact, on that note, the Education Secretary said in Parliament that the subject of LGBT was going to be a strong feature in the new scheme. Reading the UK government's draft regulations, it is clear to see that what they are intending to teach children is not simply tolerance as they always claim, but rather acceptance and agreement of homosexual acts and LGBT lifestyle. And the public, what exactly do the members of public think about all of this? The UK government held a public consultation where they asked people what they thought about these new subjects that were being introduced, and the results were recently published. 58% of the respondents said that the contents of the primary school program was not age appropriate. And 64% of the respondents said that they thought the contents of the secondary school program was not age appropriate. Now it's obvious that the public is very much against uh, these programs as they exist and as the government is trying to push it through. But the government means to push it through no matter What because in the new draft regulations, the language that they use, the contents of the program still hasn't softened in any way at all. So there you have it. England in 2019 has become a place where teachers are being forced to push a hardline LGBT agenda. Schools are being forced to push sex ed programs that may indeed be conflicting with the values and belief systems of many families. And parents, parents are being prohibited from protecting their own children by being able to withdraw them from lessons that they deem unsuitable for them. So, going from the United Kingdom to the United Nations, I went to the United Nations for the CSW, the Commission on the Status of Women, which is held every year around March the 8th or just after March the 8th. And what I saw there was shocking beyond belief. In fact, it was so shocking that I had to make the special reports for you directly from the United Nations. I'll let you see for yourself. So hi friends, Um, I'm just here at the United Nations at the headquarters, right at the headquarters very early in the morning and I am just about going into this very, very radical meeting on abortion and abortion rights and um, I hope to take some notes for you. So hi friends, Uh, this is Uju here. We are now just at this meeting about to start on all united for the right to abortion so it will be pretty interesting to see how the discussions here progress and um, I he- I'm here I got a space it's all filled out I mean um, it's the it's all packed the room is packed there isn't even a standing room um, and uh, it's it's buzzing so just here at the CSW and see everyone. Everyone, everyone. all right then we'll see what happens was a turning point and we have the momentum on our side change is coming we're strong we're millions we're not afraid we're determined we're angry we're together we're optimistic
1: we have unlimited energy we're unstoppable we will keep fighting until we win it will be
0: I seen anything this radical, this open, this overt about the agenda to make abortion a universal right. Now, one of the things that struck me at this event was that right at the center or the core of this event was this document, the Brussels Declaration. If you read the Brussels Declaration or what it is that is on their wish list, um, should scare anybody who cares even marginally for the sanctity of human life because right here you would see something like uh, that they reject any steps being taken uh, towards granting the fetus legal personhood. They want insurance to cover abortions, they want governments to fund abortions. They want abortion to be legal in every country in the world. They were saying things like they didn't care about uh, sovereignty and all the excuse, excuses that governments give why women shouldn't have abortion rights. In fact, one of the men who spoke there, which is quite an irony, he's a minister, a minister from Belgium, he asked, actually said um, that for men and women to be equal, he believed that women must have rights to abortion. Anyone who was depriving women abortion rights, they talked about it like it was uh, an injustice. In fact, they called it something I never heard called you know abortion rights called before. They called it a liberation movement. They talked about uh, leaders around the world, especially some new world leaders now, who uh, they are seen as a real problem, and real obstacle. The names that kept coming up at this meeting, I would say, uh, were President Trump, um, <laughs> uh, the politician Salvini from Italy. Uh, they talked about Hungary as well. They complained about Hungary. They complained about what was happening in Poland. Uh, they praised Leo Veratka who is also somebody from International Planned Parenthood Federation from Argentina. Um, so she. You know, was given a, quite the a platform to speak about what happened in Argentina, how they fought in Argentina, how they almost got a, a abortion legalized in Argentina. She talked about the so-called green movement, and you see me here with a green scarf because um, they uh, right uh, at towards the end of her uh, very passionate talk, they shared the green scarf. This green scarf. that Uh, has now become a symbol for feminism uh, uh, just in different countries in Latin America Uh, they also talked about the She Decides campaign that I have talked about a number of times, it's also something I featured a bit in my documentary Strings Attached, where I asked exactly who is the she that decides or who is the she that is deciding it's a, a movement that started from Europe but they are actually doing it for abortions in the developing world this is your wake up call to rise up and do not compromise is not even an inch because from what I have seen here this is uh, from the heart of the pro-abortion movement the meetings that I have gone to the people that I have seen the people I have listened to speak here right at the United Nations they do not want to compromise they want abortions to be legal uh, they want it to be legal in every country in every situation they're talking about removing abortions from the penal code there is also no more room for you to uh, rest on your laurels this is the time to rise up. This is the time to speak up. This is the time to work hard to ensure that there is the right to life for every single human being at every stage and phase of development from the world to the tomb. So to what I have been up to lately, I went to a pro-life youth conference here in the United Kingdom, and that was the SPOC Youth Conference, which was organized, of course, by the Society for the Protection of Unborn Children, SPOC. Now, I went out there, and I was so impressed. As the Americans would say, I was blown away by the, you know, the fantastic turnout of people. This conference was completely sold out. And uh, I was invited by the organizers to give a short speech, but also mainly to uh, present my new documentary, Strings Attached, which I hope you've all watched, by the way. But I went out there to screen Strings Attached for uh, the attendees at this, uh, the attendees at this conference. So I presented it and I gave a short speech and I also had the opportunity. to give a few interviews um, during during the SPOC conference, so it was great. It's wonderful that you noted that if you saw the the graph that we got from the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, they track all the aid. You could see it very clearly that nobody can say this is a conspiracy theory, Indeed, uh, the emphasis is going away from education and even other basic needs like water and sanitation, and they're putting more and more into what they call population programs, which really uh, gets, you know, which really captures all the money that is giving to organizations like International Planned Parenthood Federation, Marriage Films International. <laughs> So in this segment of what I'd like to recommend to you, I would like to recommend to you a fantastic book that will let you know all about this amazing man that has been my friend in the pro-life movement. His name is Pastor Walter Hoy. Walter has been a pro-life hero for many years and in full disclosure, he has been a personal friend. In full disclosure, I also read this book before it was published and I had the opportunity and the privilege to uh, do a review on the book now let me tell you a bit about walter before i tell you about this book walter hoy has done pro-life work uh, especially within the african-american communities as many of you may know the african american communities are very much hard hit and very very uh, you know specifically targeted by the abortion industry so walter and his wonderful wife laurie they have been working uh, in these underserved communities Offering women help, offering them, uh, you know, assistance in crisis pregnancy. Many times they're also there at the sidewalks of uh, of abortion clinics, and they are advising women and they're telling women that God loves them. I have seen Walter in action, and he is incredible. So this work of sidewalk counseling, or as they say in America, curbside counseling. Uh, was the thing that actually got Walter arrested. Yes, he was arrested, he was tried, and he was sentenced to jail. And just to give you a little taste of what kind of man Walter Hoy really is, here is a short clip of him making a phone call from jail back in 2009.
1: Is just simply
0: everything that happened leading up to that point where he was uh, where he was imprisoned for protecting and speaking up for the unborn and their mothers is this is captured in this book a book that was written by um, a journalist Robert Atigo and it's it's entitled Black and Pro-Life in America. Black and Pro-Life in America was published by Ignatius Press and in full disclosure again they are also my publishers. I would just recommend you to go and read this. If you read it you would find out so much about Walter Hoyt but not just about him about the larger fight that has been happening in the United States and what has been happening with African. American communities and how they're being targeted by the abortion industry. So we've come to the end of episode 3 of Connected Dots with Obianuju. Don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel. Don't forget to click the little bell so that you get notifications when we have a new show. And now I hear that we're on iTunes, you'll find all the details in the show notes. I'll see you next month.